Remember the compliment I gave Gavin Newsom in California last week? Yeah, well, that's out the window. Uh, California got right back onto the crazy train. So let's do this. Let's take a look at some of the stupid things California is doing, and let's compare them to what a real state is doing. And that state is going to be Tennessee. Uh, Darwin's theory comes to light in Washington, D.C., trying to save the environment, and Kamala can't seem to keep anyone in her administration. <laughs> she loses a 13th uh, staffer. Guess what? Seems to me she wins a free staffer. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay. Um, I've got a problem at home now. I've got... Th there, is, there are very few things that I'm really afraid of. And the one thing... I, I'm not afraid of snakes, dogs, cats, anything like that. But there is one thing I just detest. It's spiders. Spiders bother the crap. Now, I don't like snakes. But I don't necessarily fear them. Okay, so if I see a snake, I know the thing isn't going to be flying at me or anything like that. But spiders bother the crap out of me. I won't lie. Well, I have a spider in the house, and I can't tell. I can't tell whether it's a tarantula or just a garden spider. I can't tell what it is, but the thing just won't let me catch it. So last night I had a one of those swift, swift sweepers, swifter sweeper thingies, and I walked in to go get that little bastard and he got away he saw me he had his back i think it's a black widow i can't tell um if it's a black widow i'll never see it'll only show up when it feels like it because black widows are kind of wusses but i just could not get this thing so far in that cupboard where that little bastard is i don't see any spider webs this morning but i've been able to clear out the some of the dishes, there's some dishes in the back that I just don't want to touch because I know he's back there and he's just waiting for me. So there'll be more news to that a little bit later. Okay, so let's get to some news. Um, now, you may notice I'm going to try and do something a little different with this podcast. I'm going to try and get some outsider news, not necessarily the big news that you hear. Like, you notice I'm not talking much about Ukraine. Well, because you've probably heard Ukraine all day. You don't need to hear Ukraine. There's enough crap going around that I don't need to talk about what all of the all of the news media is, is pushing. And there's actually some fun stuff. But I also can't ignore news. And this is some big news. Okay, so Elon Musk uh, looks like Elon Musk is going to end up owning Twitter. Uh, the... Today, uh, last night, yesterday, and this morning, uh, Twitter and Musk were working on a plan to finish up Twitter. The board of Twitter sounds like they're going to approve the sale. Uh, the bill, they're talking about $46.5 billion is how much it's going to cost. But because, you know, everyone's excited that Musk is going to own Twitter, and I, not necessarily in a good way, the stock has gone up in price. So they're saying it's probably around $50 billion once this is all said and done. Um, Musk made his offer at $54.20 per share. So it, it's, it's going to be expensive for the guy. He did get two major uh, financial supports groups. 
Uh, I don't know who they were. But uh, Twitter and Musk basically looks like it's going to be done. Now, what's what I think this is a again, I've said this before. I think it's great because let's let's face it. Trying to create another platform is just not the thing. You have three platforms right now. You have Google, you have four or five platforms, but you have uh, YouTube, you have Twitter, you have Facebook. Of course, you have Instagram and crap like that, which is kind of smaller. But the best way to have a platform is just buy it off. And that's what Musk did. He's not going to create, because someone asked him before he did all this stuff, why don't you create your own platform? And he said he was thinking about it. Then suddenly a week later, he's trying to buy Twitter. I still think that is the greatest thing in the world. And we're going to have a African-American owning a big tech company. Musk, who, yeah, he's white, but he's from South Africa. He's an African-American. That's great. Now, we're going to talk more about this tomorrow because Barack Obama made some comments this weekend. And we should find out if this Twitter thing is going down sometime today, I think that would be a really nice segue because Barack Obama is really pro-censorship and he made it very freaking clear this weekend. And this piece of crap is now beginning to sneak his way back into the political scene, which I just, I can't stand the guy. Now back into some sadder news. Um, a sol The soldier, I, I had mentioned on Friday, there was a soldier, I uh Texas National Guardsman, who had drowned. His body was recovered, saving a woman in the Rio Grande River in Texas. Okay, well, the full story came out. Um, the soldier has been identified as a 22-year-old named Bishop E. Evans. Uh, he was, he did go into the water to save two men who turned out to be drug mules. So they were basically arrested the second they got out of the water. Um, Bishop, uh, went under the water. They haven't seen him. His body has not been recovered. Uh, so, I mean, theoretically, hopefully, maybe there are miracles. Uh, he could still be alive, but, uh, they're pretty sure he has drowned. They are now searching the Rio Grande, trying to find him. Um, the Biden administration to this point has not said a word about this. You remember when they sat there? And the Border Patrol were riding horses to get the Haitian illegal aliens to, from crossing the border. And the Biden administration made a big stink about that. Yeah, well, they haven't mentioned a thing about this. It's, it's This administration is disgusting. My understanding right now, there are about 10,000 people a day crossing the border, which is a huge jump. I, and now, huge jump from 7,000 people crossing a day. And this is on the eve of Title 42 ending. It'll end next month. And they are expecting between, um, right now, they're expecting between fifteen and 18,000. That comes from DHS, the Department of Homeland Security. They, they're expecting between fifteen and 18,000 people coming in. And since DHS is Biden's, at Bi the Biden administration's uh, group of people, I'm going to assume that they're probably pretty right. So, God bless you, uh, Mr. Evans, Bishop uh, Specialist Evans. It's uh, just a very sad thing. Okay, so California's at it again, and they are proving they are the most effed up state in the country. They've got a couple of new laws that are extremely 
controversial. As a matter of fact, one of these laws, Josie's daughter brought up, and she said, I can't believe they're doing that. And I told her, yeah, it's that's what it looks like. We'll, we'll read that bill. But first off, let's take a look at some, some of the rights. Okay, so the big bill, which is the one that my Josie's daughter was talking about, is AB 2223. Now, what this does is, what this bill does is, it really limits pro methods of prosecution against abortionists or people who kill unborn babies, okay? Uh, it essentially, what it essentially does is, if a baby dies for any particular reason, okay, and it seems to have something to do with the birth, then that kid will, then the people won't be prosecuted. The doctors can't be prosecuted. The mother can't be prosecuted. Or whoever committed the abortion, because the reality is it could be anybody. And they, they say that. Whoever, it doesn't matter. The abortionist is not held liable. But there's a, there's a caveat to the law, which is extremely disturbing. And I had to look this up because I did not see anything wrong with the law at first. It could legalize infanticide for babies up to 30 days after birth. And this is where I, I, I had to look it up. I read the law. I didn't exactly see what was going on. Well, the section, according, I went to the National Catholic Register, and they were talking about Section 7A of the law. And this is what 7A states. Notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights under this article based on the actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion, or perinatal death due to pregnancy-related cause. Okay, so that was that's what the National Catholic Register said was the was the big problem here. And the only thing I, it, it's just kind of a word salad, it's typical legalese. I really wasn't sure what the problem was. Uh, so I, 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 I looked it up and according to the national register at issue is one part of the bill, section seven, a, which reads notwithstanding any other law. Okay. What I just read the bill, the big line here is with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion, or perinatal death. The bill does not define perinatal death, but in response to objections raised by the California Catholic Conference and other groups, Wicks amended the bill to read perinatal death due to pregnancy-related cause. Language pro-lifers say is too vague. The California Welfare and Institution Co Institutions Code defines perinatal as the period from the establishment of pregnancy to one month following delivery. That's where they're coming up with the 30 days. Now, here's the deal. This could be an accident. All right? It could just be bad language. This, this does happen. I, I do want to be very clear that maybe California and the version that I looked at, which you can go to dumbasses talking politics and you can look at the actual, you can see they've been making changes to the bill. So this might be something they're going to change, 
But I do want to point something out. California is not the first state to push infanticide. New York and Virginia have extremely loose abortion laws, including abortion after birth. I don't know how that happens. Now, you may remember this famous, this famous quote from Virginia Gov- former Virginia governor and black-faced enthusiast Ralph Northam when he said this. So in this particular example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I think this was really blown out of proportion. Now, mind you, Northam is an actual doctor. He is a, I think he's a pe- uh, pediatric doctor or OB, one of the two. He actually does this stuff. He, I, I don't know if he does abortions, but he does... He, he knows the process. I, it, this, is, this is sick stuff. And what Ralph Northam is, is, describe, is describing is infanticide. You are murdering a baby. At that point, that baby's out. Whatever you, I personally think that kid at seven months is just as, just as human as a baby at one month. I, I don't see the difference. You can make kind of a difference before 20 weeks, but even that is a very weak argument. But nine months and one month, but that's the whole thing. So this is nothing new with California. I would not be shocked if they didn't change the law. They didn't change that wording. They kept it specifically vague. Now, I'm not going to go into the morality of abortion. abortion. I I don't. I've done that enough. Okay. But I do want to point out that this whole abortion thing was supposed to be safe, legal, and where, end quote, quote, end quote, where Obama said that just 10 years ago, and now they're openly talking about killing babies. I mean, born babies, babies that are out there, in the air, breathing their own air. But here's the thing. I'm glad California's doing this. I'm glad New York's doing it. Do you know why? Because this, the left can't stop itself but to go to extremes and people including people who may not have a problem with abortion are saying this is insane my Josie's daughter Josie is not necessarily pro-abortion but she's not exactly anti-abortion she doesn't quite see what the big deal is and I explain it to her and every time I debate her on it she has no answer and she said okay and she's never had she doesn't support abortion her daughter got pregnant and she said you have to have this baby you can't kill so a lot of people really have that attitude where they're pro-abortion but they really aren't and my Josie's daughter basically said this is insane and I bet you a dollar being from the public school system and so young she probably is a little but when the left goes to these extremes their ideas become they look as evil as they really are so I'm glad California's doing this. All right, so let's go on. The next bill that they decided, this is a dumb one, is AB 2932. Uh, they're trying to pass this bill that would lower the work week from five days to four days, from 40 hours to 32 hours. Anyone who is, quote, forced, end quote, to work over 32 hours, the company has to pay time and a half. 
if you are a salaried employee, they cannot lower your salary. So basically, you're getting a raise. This law would only apply to businesses with 500 people employees or more. Way to go, California. Way to encourage businesses to leave because that's exactly what's going to happen. Now, the reality is this is probably not constitutional. I don't know if they can actually do this. And by the way, the other the other law, I'm not sure is constitutional. I think I think if if California wants to drive down, you're going to find one group that's going to sue, take it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court's going to say, "Yeah, no, you can't kill babies." So, this stuff is is really kind of insane. But you got to understand, California has been trying to manipulate business before. They they did it with the board boardrooms of big companies. Remember, they had a law that was just struck down by the Supreme Court that stated that California required that board of directors have tra- one trans person or a, a black person or a person of color or whatever, gay person. They were actually telling the board of directors who they can have on their boards. It ended up being not constitutional. This is probably it. Assemblyman Christina Garcia was asked about this law because a lot of people here are questioning it. And she said, quote, well, again, this is only applies to companies that have 500 employees or more. This does not apply to small businesses out there. And yes, there might be an increase in salaries you have to pay. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing if you're not, you can tell this broad's not running a business. And she's never run a business. I, I looked her up. She's never run a business. She's been. She's a career politician. The reality is that we have a worker shortage. Like more than 60% of businesses are reporting. Their bottom line is already being affected. They're already struggling. Yeah, well, you're going you're gonna to solve their struggle by making things harder? The Chamber of Commerce of California, they made a statement. It said the bill imposes tremendous costs on employers and includes provisions that are impossible to comply with, exposing businesses to litigation, and that its impact on the labor costs in California will discourage job growth in the state, noting that up to a million jobs may be lost if this goes into effect. That is absolutely true. You're not going to hire you're not going to hire more people. You're going to hire less. And you're going to pay those people more. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you have if you have to pay a time and a half to someone for eight hours to work that extra day, they'll pay time and a half and just get rid of a couple uh, people that that aren't as worth. They're, they're basically what they'll do is uh, businesses will sit there and pay extra to keep the guy that they have, all right, and then um, fire the hourly employees and just make that guy do more because they'd rather just pay him the extra. Basically. The guy who's going to work for it, he's stealing the salary from other people. This is the whole problem with minimum wage. People don't understand. There's one gal in uh, Washington that wants to raise the minimum wage to $30 an hour. Well, I mean, huh? Who's going to pay for that? What do you think's going to happen? That's inflation. That's where inflation comes from. So this is all insane. Uh, Peter Rex, who is the CEO of a technology company called Rex, uh, it's a technology investment and real estate firm. They were in California, and three years ago they left because of they left and went to Texas because of everything that was happening in California. He said he had a comment. 
California, as a result, is going to continue to lose relative strength and power and competitiveness as an as an economy. And people are going to continue to move out because business leaders like myself are going to move out. God, I need to get out of this state. I, I swear, this state is such a hot mess. And it's just getting worse. Now, let's compare this to another state, a good state. A state of my buddy, Chad out there, Tennessee. This is what a real state does. Tennessee just passed a law in the state Senate that would require intoxicated drivers convicted of vehicular manslaughter to pay child support if a victim, if the victim of the uh, uh, accident was the parent of a minor child. What a great freaking idea. That's called consequence. You've ruined the lives and now you have to pay for it, at least until that kid's 18. The summary of the legislation goes like this, quote, if a defendant is convicted of vehicular homicide due to intoxication or aggravated vehicular homicide and the victim of the offense was a parent of a minor child, then the sentencing court must make the defendant pay restitution in the form of child maintenance to each of the victim's children. I think that's a great idea. This is going to help. And it's going to show constant. It helped the family that they have robbed of a life, and it's going to show some consequence to that that individual for drinking and driving. That's what a real country does. Okay, here's something really odd. According to the Daily Wire, a Colorado man has died 24 hours after lighting himself on fire in front of the United States Supreme Court on Earth Day as part of what appeared to be a religious protest against the use of fossil fuels and in order to bring attention to climate change. On Friday evening, Washington, D.C., first responders airlifted Wynn Bruce, a 50-year-old climate activist, to a local hospital after he engulfed himself in flames. He later died Saturday evening despite medical efforts to save his life. Wow. Uh, I do want to point out that I don't know what he used to light himself on fire, but it was probably a fossil fuel like gasoline. And he probably sent up a just crap load of carbon into the air. So good for him. The article continues. Those reportedly close to Bruce are emphasizing that he did not consider this to be an act of suicide. Rather, that he was simply practicing Shambhala, Shem, Shambhala, Shambhala Buddhism, and viewed the intentional act as one of self-immolation, which, by the way, is suicide, in order to draw attention to suppo the supposedly damaging effects of climate change. Okay, I have some thoughts. First off, no, this is suicide. Let's call it what it is. The man killed himself. That's suicide. Now, you can call it what you want, but I don't play mince words anymore. I, I've given up mincing words. I don't care what your religion is. If your religion says you kill, you should kill yourself, you've killed yourself. That I, You can say it's on behalf of Shambhala or whoever. I don't care. Um, but the, the big thing, the first thing that I want to point out here is that environmentalism is a religion. This guy isn't practicing Buddhism. He's practicing environmentalism. People who practice environmentalism hate all other religions. 
except Islam. I don't know why leftists seem to love Islam. Islam has more people than Christianity. So I, I'm not exactly sure why Islam is the big one that everyone seems to love. But like all religions, environmentalism is a religion of faith. It's a very cynical faith, but it is a faith. It is the faith that the world is going to implode and we are all going to die unless we do something. Though they don't really have a definable solution. They don't have any. They just say we need to do something. And that's typically kill, kill capitalism. Now, why didn't this guy burn himself in China, which does far worse damage to the environment than the United States? He's standing in front of the Supreme Court. I don't know. I mean, why doesn't Greta Thunberg go to, to freaking, um, why doesn't Greta Thunberg go to freaking China and bitch at them? How dare I don't know. This is just another example, though, of how crazy these people are and how far out of control they are. And again, I like when they do things like this. Not that I enjoy that someone passed, died or killed himself. But the reality is when people see this, they don't think, oh, we got to save the environment now. They think this guy's a freaking nut job. So here it is. And, and the thing is, if you if you guys want to save the environment, that's great. I have no problem with that. I agree with that. I don't think we should be burning oil. I would rather use natural gas or here's something crazy, nuclear. But you guys come come tell us we need to stop doing all this stuff. And the, the administration is forcing us now. There's no that's not an accident gas is six dollars in California or four fifty where you are. It's not an accident. It's on purpose. It's get you to stop driving. And California has been raising their taxes because they there's a reason they haven't cut our taxes yet. What if they could drop the gas price by two dollars just by cutting gas taxes in state and in the in states and in the federal government? They won't do that. And I got news for you. Solutions, wind and solar, those are not solutions. They don't work. The second thing with this is Darwin was wrong about a lot of things, but he's right about this. Survival of the fittest. The dumbasses will kill themselves. That's what Darwin basically said. It sounds cruel, but if you're honest with yourself, you know I'm right. That this guy... Thank God he's gone. And because I don't want this guy's DNA in the gene pool. So, ciao, baby. Good luck to you. Okay, in our last story, um, I want you to imagine this, okay? You get out of you get out of college, whichever college it is, Harvard, USC, whatever college you get out, and you have a political science degree. Now, you have no idea what you're going to do with a political science degree because it is kind of a worthless degree, kind of like English literature, which is what my degree's in. Um, you don't have the grades and or the LSAT scores to become a lawyer, so you're trying to figure out how to bust your ass into politics. And you apply for a job your aunt recommended to you as a political aide for a politician. Well, that politician turns out to be vice president of the United States. You accept that 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 job offer or she the vice president makes you a job offer she actually wants you to work for her and now you have a job working for the vice president of the united states that's a hell of an opportunity right here's a question for you how bad does it have to be 
with the vice president of the United States for you to say, screw it, I quit, and put your career in doubt from that point on? How bad does it have to be? Well, enter Kamala Harris. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. This is the moron you're working for. And people wonder why no one will stick with her. Heck, 72% of the population of the United States think she is a terrible politician. So according to the Daily Wire, Tina Flournoy is the latest aide preparing to leave the vice president's office, per the Washington Post. Flournoy, who has worked for Harris since December 2020, will reportedly be replaced by longtime Democrat operative Lorraine Voles. A dozen Harris advisors have now fled including the Deputy Chief of Staff, National Security Advisor, and Communications Director. By the way, that's dozen. That is now a baker's dozen. That's 13. Shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, politico, uh, as Politico reported uh, in June of, 20, uh, June of 2021, in, in interviews, 22 current and former vice presidential aides, administration officials, and associates of the Harris and Biden described a tense and at times dour office atmosphere. Aides and allies said Flournoy, in an apparent effort to protect Harris, has instead created an insular environment where ideas are ignored or met with harsh dismissals and decisions are dragged out. Often, they said, she refuses to take responsibility for delicate issues and blames staffers for any negative results that ensues. That's our next president. Kamala Harris has, first off, Kamala Harris doesn't know how to speak. She can't speak in front of people. Anytime she walks up, whenever I hear Kamala Harris is going to say something, I want to listen to it because you know it's going to be stupid. She does not prepare. Half the time, she doesn't even know what's going on. Look at that debacle in Poland. Those speeches she made in Poland. She's been an absolute disaster. All the COVID talking points. She looked unprepared. She didn't know what she was saying. She didn't know what she was doing. The White House had to come in and say, no, that's not what we said. At one point, she sat there and said, oh, yeah, we're going to have these vaccines and boosters out and in, in, in maybe next week or so. And they said, no, we're not, not even near that. She does not know. Just on the basic things, she doesn't know what's going on. And she's going to be our next president. I, because I got news to you. Joe Biden looks like he's falling apart. I don't know how he's going to make the next two years. But we'll have to see. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, visit my, go to uh, go to Rumble. Type in dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I've got a great little video about pandas that you might want to take a look at. You may not, but you, I think it's pretty funny. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Dumbasses Talking Politics.